0: just give you just a little bit of introduction. We were talking about one of our prayer requests today is for Pensacola Christian College. On Saturday, they were supposed to have a fine arts night there at Pensacola, and they had a gospel group from England. And uh, they had had this group seven years ago. They had them in, and two hours before they were supposed to sing, uh, the administration canceled the event. And uh, it came out, basically what had happened was the administration found out that one of the singers was an open homosexual, and they simply said, we are not doing that. Again, listen, we all know folks who struggle with this, we all know folks that, that have, but what we're talking about when you get to these kind of situations is the, in, the, 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 the college's position on... Biblical marriage and biblical sexuality. And you know what? By the way, our position is the exact same as Pensacola Christian College. Our answer would be no. That would be our answer. By the way, that's 1 Corinthians 15. It talks about that. You would not believe the venom on social media through legacy media. You you name it. Homophobic college refuses all this. And listen, ladies, I couldn't help but think about verse number 16 as, as I was, Brother Jim, just going through all this this week, just looking at verse number 16, that these are murmurers, complainers walking after their own lust, and they actually uh, tip it around and try to make people that have the belief that the Bible is the word of God and that God made them male and female, try to make us to be the bad guy. Try to make us to be the, forgive me, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to use this term, especially in the pulpit, try to make us to be the perverts. It's just absolutely unbelievable. It's just so fitting to this series on Jude. I thought about it, and I thought about, you know, I hope when you get done with Jude, if, if anything, if you, you, know, you have these lessons, and you try to digest them, and you try to go through these verses, that you'd just be able to take this lesson, these three lessons that we're going to do in these next three weeks, and be able to spot somebody who is maybe not an apostate, but peddling apostasy. And that is especially just taking the grace of God and twisting it and, and turning it into lasciviousness. So here are two more traits for spotting an apostate. We went through that whole big list last week, and I think we have two more uh, in the next lesson. But uh, number one, murmuring manifestly. What, what does manifestly mean? It means it's, it's plain for all to see or hear. That's what manifest means, okay? So, murmuring manifestly. It says there, the, the, the description in verse number 16 about apostates, it says, These are what, church? Murmurers. Mur- this, this, is a, this is a strong word. It's a serious word. It's the only time that this word is translated as a noun, a blank line there, only, only time this word is translated as a noun in the Bible, okay? And we give you the, the Greek word there, and that's gongustes, gongustes, And it means one who discontentedly complains against God. One who discontentedly complains against God. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, that's what all this stuff is. It's saying I, we, we've talked about this too, I will just not have this man to reign over us. We will not, God will, you, your God, your God is a fairy tale, you're, and I, listen, I've heard all these things, our sky daddy and all that kind of stuff, and it's just simply this, they will not acknowledge the authority of God. And we've gotten so to the point, ladies and gentlemen, we've gotten so to the point that you know, Orwell's works are going from fiction to nonfiction. Say, what, what, what do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean, we have, we have entire segments of a civilized society that let their children decide whether they're a boy or a girl. That is, listen to me, all it is is saying God doesn't get to be God. You know how, listen, again, I don't want to get graphic and I don't want to get talk radio or anything like that. It's pretty obvious that boys are boys and girls are girls. It's not that difficult, amen? And you know who made them that way? God did, amen? But this, the, the, the apostates, they're murmuring, murmuring, that one who discontentedly complains against God. And then the verb, not only do we have the noun there that's used, gongustes, uh, but the verb is used eight times, eight times. And I give you the eight times here. it's used, and we, we don't have time to go through each one of them, but we'll just take our time here. the parable of the vineyard in Matthew 2011, by the Pharisees, blank lying there, when Jesus ate with sinners, okay? When Jesus ate with sinners. Luke chapter 5, verse 30. Remember that they were just complaining about that, just always murmuring about that. Oh, you know, look at him. He, you know, he eats with sinners. Then we have uh, by the Jews when Jesus claimed to be from heaven. Remember that in John chapter 6? Jesus said, He that cometh down is from heaven. And they began to complain. They began to murmur and really think about it literally murmur against God because Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Amen? So then, not only uh, by the Pharisees when Jesus ate with sinners and by the Jews when Jesus came, uh, claimed to be from heaven, but by Jesus of the Jews murmuring. He, he references their murmuring and uses that same verb, uh, gonguzo, there. So in uh, John 6, 43. Then, by his disciples... At Jesus being the living bread. You remember that? Remember when Jesus said that? He he gave that the story of him being the living bread. And many walked away and walked with him no more. They had that that complaint. You know, we talked a little bit about on Sunday. uh, Complaining to God. Can I tell you this? There's a big difference between complaining to God and complaining about God. Big difference. Big difference. One is pouring out an honest prayer. And one is a trait of apostasy, literally here. So, uh, and then uh, it's used by the Jews again when debating about Jesus being the Messiah, John chapter seven, verse 32. And then uh, twice by Paul about unbelieving Israel in 1 Corinthians ten, ten. this idea of murmuring, manifestly murmuring. It is a trait of, of apostasy. Listen, I think we all complain, but boy, I have a pretty low tolerance for complainers. You know, complainers usually don't do very much. Apparently, they tire themselves out complaining. Amen? (laughs) Just really. But the next, next line we have there, this verb carries the idea of muttering and grumbling secretly. When apostates murmur against authority, they are truly murmuring against God. Amen. So hold your place there in Jude and go back with me to the book of Numbers. Book of Numbers in the Old Testament right after Leviticus, is Numbers right before Deuteronomy. And go to chapter number 14. This is when Moses sends the spies into the promised land in verse number or chapter number 13. And you remember ten were bad and two were good. Right? And I, I have challenged, I, I've known a lot of people who know the Bible. I've challenged people for years to say, name me even two of the bad spies. No, I've Uncle Joe, I've never had anybody be able to do it. And again, I know some people that know their Bible, but we all know Joshua and Caleb. Right? Amen. Well, if you look at verse number 14, or chapter number 14, verse 1, it says, and all the congregation, remember what had happened. Basically, Joshua and Caleb says, Look, we're, we're more than we're more than able to overcome them. We got God on our side. I don't care if there's giants in the land. Our God's bigger than they are. But the other people discouraged the hearts of the congregation. And so it says there in verse uh, 1 of chapter 14, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept all night, and all the children of Israel against Moses and against Aaron, against leadership is really what happened, spiritual leadership, and the whole congregation said unto them, would to God that we had died in the land of Egypt, and would to God we had died in this wilderness. And wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return to Egypt And they said one to another, "'Let us make a captain, let us return unto Egypt.' Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephani, which were with them, that searched of the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread for us. I love that attitude. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. So they get the stones out ready, to, and all of a sudden God shows up. The glory of the Lord. You remember he led by the cloud and by the fire, amen. And it says here, And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? How long Will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them? I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses said unto the Lord, then the Egyptians shall hear. I love this. This is such a great, you know, God knows what he's going to do. He's testing Moses here. But basically what we find out here is that when God, when they murmur against God, you could really read all the way down to maybe verse 35 uh, and basically what it is is God says, look, when they murmur against you, they're not murmuring against you. They're murmuring against me. I want to I encourage you, Christian, as you stand. And by the way, we need some Christians with backbones in 2023. We we need some, you don't have, listen, not everybody's loud. Not everybody has to be loud. Some of the greatest people that have stood did it. I don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said a word. They just refused to bow and bend even if they burned. They just stood. We we need some Christians in this day and age to be able to spot apostasy and just say, look, you can believe whatever you want. I believe the Bible. So murmuring manifestly. And then second, as we close here, complaining chronically. This is very similar here to, to murmuring, amen, uh, but complain and it uses two different words. We, we learned this, uh, uh, Brother Curtis Suchin used to have a great sermon called Things That Are Different Are Not The Same, amen. God chooses to use two different words here. He says they're murmurers, and the second word is complainers. So not only murmuring manifestly, it's uh, manifest, it's obvious, that's who they are, but then also complaining chronically. Again, This is the only time that this word is translated in the Bible, okay? And you see the word there, and uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce that one. You can read, amen. Uh, So you see it there, the word, and we give you there, memsis uros, amen, memsis uros. And it means complaining of one's lot, querulous, discontented, just as unbelieving Israel murmured. By the way, that's who that crowd was in Numbers chapter 14. They're also referenced in Jude 5. If you look at it there, look at Jude 5. We give you the, or, I'm sorry, is it, yeah, um, 6 rather, I'm sorry, uh, 6. We, we have the, the unbelieving Israel in verse 5. The angels that left their first estate complained and were discontented. So you have unbelieving Israel in verse 5. That is complaining, which we just saw in uh, Numbers chapter 14. But then you have the angels which kept not their first estate. Why? They were discontented. They were discontented with the station that God had given them. And I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This idea of apostasy, apostates murmur and are discontented because they care nothing about the truths of the scriptures. Nothing. Nothing absolutely nothing. I I have been in the presence of apostates. I I will never forget, if I live to be 100 and keep my memory, amen, uh, I will never forget five, six years ago now, we we went downtown to the town meeting of Jackson. And we went to concerning a non-discrimination ordinance. And it was over this subject that the same subject that Pensacola Christian College is standing. And uh, I stood up And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. There were people with doctors in front of their name and collars turned backwards and robes and rainbow shawls and everything. And I'm going to tell you something there were apostates crawling all over that place. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter what I think, it matters what God says. It matters what God says. By the way, we're not angry at the world, but I'll tell you what, when, the, when that crowd comes in and demands affirmation and celebration, my answer is a firm no. I don't care how loud you complain. I don't care how much you murmur. You are not going to change God's mind, and that means you're not going to change my mind. Murmuring manifestly, complaining chronically. So apostates murmur and are discontented because they care nothing about the truths of scriptures. And thus, think about this, even within a church, they creep into a church and complain about the preacher, the programs, and the priorities of the church. You know what an apostate does when he sneaks in? He sows discord. He sows discord. And you know why? Because his argument is with God. Listen, is everybody who maybe has an issue, uh, maybe, maybe there's a little tension in the church, maybe we, have, maybe we have, we've had some rough business meetings through the years, had some great ones too, but is everybody an apostate? No, 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 not at all. Tell you what, you can go a long way by spotting somebody who's an apostate by just looking at verses 4 through 16 like we did last week and looking at this idea of chronically complaining and manifestly murmuring. We'll continue uh, in uh, three weeks here. We have uh, Brother King with us next week, and then we have our missionary prayer meeting, and then uh, number three on this. But Be on guard. Be sober. Be vigilant. There's a lot of this going on, and it sneaks in. You can rest assured that your pastor's on guard here. Amen. So let's pray, Father.